0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show on air, online and around the world. With the most
1: candid interviews.
2: We did it, we did it together and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever.
0: Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is
3: possible for you or, or even what's not possible you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts
2: with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back, like, what (laughs) in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not (laughs) touch that putter.
0: (laughs) A bridge to the
4: past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be?
3: Well, uh, I suppose that just that I have made a
4: contribution to the game to help make it a little better.
0: Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams.
4: Pleasure to have your company on this Monday, folks. Thank you for joining us from around the United States, from around the world for this Fairways of Life show. It's one of these mornings where the crossroads of life in tragedy, in sports, all seemed to intersect as the golf was wrapping up on Sunday afternoon on various tours. Uh, Of course, we learned the news of the crash and loss of life of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, all those on his private helicopter that went down. And we have reaction from the world of golf, but we also have – the world of golf as well so I thought this morning uh, in respect for what Mark Leishman did on the PGA Tour and kind of clearing a path if you will for what happened in the world of golf so that we have the time to mention and talk about what happened in the world of life I would start with this this is Earl Forsey and John Rollins their recap of the come from behind victory by Mark Leishman
1: All right, Matt, it's always a fun week and a terrific field, great golf course, Farmers Insurance open. We had a star-studded leaderboard again on Sunday. John Rollins was alongside the entire way for the final round and for the coverage this week. How about the finish there? It was John Rahm in front. We had McElroy in the mix. Tiger was lurking going into Sunday and kind of out of nowhere. Mark Leishman gets on a birdie run Sunday, John, and ends up winning the golf tournament. It was in control really for much of the final round. Leishman, who had twice been a runner-up, gets it done at 15-under.
0: Yeah, he does indeed, and you know, when we looked at the the course setup, we knew they had shortened the golf course by a little over 100 yards. They had some hole locations that were in some good spots, and they were gettable for the players. Par fives on the back nine, we knew we were going to provide some some dramatics and some firework potential, but Mark Leishman, what a spectacular round of 65 to hold off a fast charging John Rom. What a finish it was.
1: Yeah, and the putter was really the big story for Mark Leishman. Seemingly made everything on Sunday. And uh, in the end, with the John Rom charge, he needed to. Let's talk about Rom, who got off to a horrendous start, the worst possible start you could ever hope for. He was almost out of the golf term, I think five shots back at one point. He was the guy in the end that made the late run and had a chance to tie things up at 18.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just uh, a tremendous effort by the the number 3 ranked player in the world, John Rahm, to get off to that start, 4 over through 5. He was hitting everything left. His rhythm, everything looked off. He looked very uncomfortable, unlike anything he was showing, you know, in the first three rounds of the tournament. But then that eagle putt at 13, when he made eagle there and then birdied 14 right behind it, it was like a, a totally different person. I know he bogeyed 15, but then those three birdies to the finish, he fought for everything he had, came up one shot short, but boy, what a what a run it was by John Rom
1: And uh, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, obviously, at start with uh, Tiger, a top 10 for him, but kind of a disappointing Sunday, never really made a run at the leader.
0: No, he never really got anything going on the greens. He had some chances early on the front nine, and, you know, even midway through the round, but just couldn't quite capitalize on the putts. Normally you see Tiger Woods on these Poana greens at Torrey Pines. Seems like he makes everything every year, but just wasn't the case this year. His ball striking was still pretty good. Some wedges weren't the greatest for Tiger Woods, uh, not what we're used to seeing out of him, but all in all, his game's still in great shape. Just couldn't get it done on the greens.
1: And one of those guys, look, Leishman has won a couple of runner-ups. Now he's finally a rent winner. Two appearances for Rory McIlroy. Last two years tied for fifth last year. Had a chance this week as well, tied for third. So you'd think if Rory keeps coming back to Torrey Pines, it's only a matter of time for him, right?
0: Yeah, he's going to stamp the ticket uh, to the victory circle pretty soon at Torrey Pines. I mean, this golf course is tailor-made for him as far as he can hit it, as high as he can hit it. And as good as he's gotten on and around the greens, it's just a matter of time. He he did everything he needed to this week to win the golf tournament. The problem was he got off to that bad start today and just couldn't quite recover from it. Made a late run, had a chance to do it, but... Again, another two great years in a row at Torrey Pines. Like you said, McIlroy will be in the winner's circle here soon.
1: It was a great event this week, always is. And next week, Matt, another one. It's always fun at TPC Scottsdale, one of the more unique venues on the PGA Tour, that stadium hole at the Par 3, the Waste Management Phoenix Open next week. will be with you all the way.
4: Yeah, we're looking forward to that, gents. Thank you very much as well. You can hear coverage of the PGA Tour week in and week out in all of the coverage of the Waste Management Phoenix Open on PGA Tour Radio. That's available on the PGA Tour app on PGATour.com, and you can hear across North America on SiriusXM. So let's take a look at this leaderboard. This leaderboard update is brought to you by the Streamsong Resort, StreamsongResort.com, to experience any of their amazing three golf courses, Cora Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans. We're going to be there in just a few weeks down the road. Not long. Wicked epic kegabash for StreamsongResort.com or log on to FairwaysOfLife.com for any details on our trip. I would tell you it's sold out, but I know, Dom, to be fair and to be honest, he slipped somebody in there this weekend. I saw the emails going back and forth. Mark Leishman leading the way at 15 under par. He finished aggregate 273. That was good for only a one-shot victory over John Rahm, who surged at the end after stumbling at the beginning. Tied for third, Brant Snedeker, Rory McIlroy, both on 12 under par. You're going to be hearing from many of these gentlemen coming up here, including Tiger Woods, who you heard from with Tiger. It was 69-71, 69-70. Yes, consistent. Yes, as Earl said, a top 10 tied for ninth for Tiger, finishing at nine under par in six shots back for Tiger Woods. But let's focus for a second on the winner, Mark Leishman. He spoke with Mark Zucchino from PGA Tour Radio first question uh, does everybody from australia celebrate australia day with a fifth pga tour when hmm?
5: <laughs> um not everyone i guess but i'm pretty happy to be celebrating with a fifth um yeah you know, the way i probably hit it off the tee today um just shows you can shoot a good score with with not your best stuff off the off the tee and um but my iron game was great all week and putting particularly um i don't think i've ever had a week like that on
4: the Pu- putting was absolutely incredible how important or what does it mean for you to do this here against this field this is one of the best fields we see all year that is a golf course that demands everything and you brought it on a sunday
5: yeah i've come close here a few times i think i finished second twice um so I, not that it owed me one but i feel like it's a good spot for me um it's just a matter of getting the putter hot so you, you know it, it it just, it's just a great feeling. I don't know what to say at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> kind of, um, yeah, pretty amazing.
4: With what's transpired since the President's Cup to today back home, uh, with this win now giving you a huge vault up the FedEx Cup, early to do it in a calendar year, does it change the mindset for the rest of the season? The goal's the same, or do things get reset re- uh, now?
5: Um, no, I don't think it changes anything. Um, you know, your goal is to win every year. Um, last year I didn't do that, uh, last calendar year. Um, or see, uh, yeah, last season I did, but last calendar year I didn't win. Um, so I wanted to change that. But you, know, you just want to keep getting better. Um, you know, if I keep improving every part of my game just a little bit, you know, it's hard to improve at the top level, but um, I feel like I can hopefully do this a bit more frequently.
4: What an amazing way to finish with that 65 in the final round for Mark Leishman, as you just heard, a five-time now winner on the PGA Tour. Congratulations to him. John Rahm had won there before, and he was trying to do it again, stumbled out of the gate. But what a great finish. It made it exciting down the finish. Now, granted, that was the same time as we were finding out about Kobe Bryant and his and his daughter and those that perished in the helicopter crash. So he was asked about that in this interview with Kevin Sylvester as well, where Kevin was saying, you know, it's a tough way to finish, but tough way from the perspective that you worked that hard, you got that close.
6: Well, there's a couple of things that the public probably doesn't know Uh First and foremost, talking about golf, uh, I didn't know that was too tie. I thought I had two putts to tie the last time I checked the scoreboard. He hadn't birdied did in here, any big roars, and I was so in it that um, I didn't check. Uh, it wasn't until Adam pointed out the one that you can see from the green that uh, that was too, too tie. Honestly, uh, it really wouldn't have changed much in the process. I thought that ball would get there no problem. Uh, and even if it had the right speed, it would have still missed left. Which is unbelievable because every practice run he breaks a lot, right? And then that's two for two that I've had that part that he breaks left at the end. So <laughs> it, it, it's just it's, it's painful, you know, because it, it happened as well at the Bahamas. Uh, the Bahamas is because they couldn't hand change the scoreboard fast enough where I played 18 thinking I had a one shot lead and I was one back. So it, it's just a sour feeling, you know. Uh, again, I did what I had to do. I hit two great shots. Uh, out of that downhill line, the fairway, I couldn't get the iron end, so I had to hit the five-wood. He did a great shot right over the pin. I mean, it was it was great. And the way I played on the back nine, after how bad I hit the ball through the first, essentially, ten holes. Um, and then they just told me the news. Uh, I was a huge, huge Kobe Bryant fan. I mean, I've seen a lot of his videos on YouTube. I actually have a friend we were organizing to meet together to just talk about things and, and pick his brain a little bit. So um, it, it's a sad thing They're an icon... Of basketball one of the greatest athletes of all time and much more importantly 13 year old daughter you know no longer here so puts my problems in perspective right uh, yeah at the end of the day i do what i love uh, luckily i'm good enough to do it uh i'm a world I'm a cra- uh, world class so you know uh days like today are going to happen but it's unfortunate you know there's a wife and i think three other daughters one that's a newborn not not very old uh we're not gonna have a dad and a sister anymore, and that's a lot worse than missing a pot or forgetting something. So, uh, my heart goes out to the Bryan's. Uh, I know she's uh, she's Latina, so todo mi pésame, la verdad. I really that now will get through it at some point. But man, um, you know, this world lost a great a great man and uh, what was possibly gonna be a great daughter.
4: That was uh, uh, John Rahm commenting on his round, commenting on the tournament, commenting on the loss of Kobe Bryant. We're going to get into that in a little more detail in just a little while. On the program, the Tour Edge Exotics EXS two twenty caused a lot of buzz at the PGA merchandise show last week and with good reason. Here you have clubs that are packed with all the latest technology. You know, the hollow body design that you're seeing in more and more irons, which means they can make that flange, make the width of the sole a little bit wider so it's a little bit more of a launch pad. They can marry that with a face that's even hotter faster because it's thinner and it reacts more when the ball hits it, talking about initial launch angle, talking about how long the ball stays in the air. And when you have all that space to work with, you can perimeter weight it in such a way so it maximizes what they call MOI that stands for moment of inertia and that 's stability at the moment of impact, and that translates into where you hit that ball and how you hit the ball on the desired line, given your face angle it 's a little bit of an offset, so it squares up if you have a tendency to to hit it to the right just a little bit it 's pretty much perfect for the vast majority. Of golfers, just log on to touredge.com and you can see all the reasons why, and there are many that Tour Edge could be perfect for you. Now, Rory McIlroy finished at 12 under par, rounds of 67, 73. That that round that got him on Saturday that just seemed a little bit sloppy, a little bit lethargic. He backed it up though with a 67 in the third round, and then a 69 in the final round, kind of 12 under, three shots back, a little bit of what could have been rory mcelroy spoke in the flash area after his round
3: i shot six under for my last 14 holes you know i'm i'm happy with with the fight that i that i put up today um you know mark played an amazing round of golf just to go out there you know somewhat in contention should 65 and and you know it was, it was tough today pins were tucked away a little bit greens were maybe a touch firmer than they were the last few days um so for him to it's for him to go out there, shoot 65, and, um, yeah, really, really good plan. I mean, I, you know, the shoot, the shoot 69 myself and three under par after that start. You know, I, you know, I was trying to make Eagle at the last to consolidate third of my own, but, you know, T3 is a, a good way to start the year.
4: Rory McElroy finishing with a T3 on 12 under par. Again, three shots back of Mark Leishman when it was all said and done. Now, Brant Snedeker, what a history he's had at Tory Pines. He's won there. He's finished second there. He's now finished third there. Tag him multiple times to summon all, all those. And it's just an incredible body of performance. Kevin Sylvester spoke to him about what he has. I beg your pardon. Dennis Paulson spoke to him about what he has done there by asking a simple question. Dude, you got to love this place. Yeah,
7: there's something about it. You know, I was in a great mood when I got here. Always in a great mood when I show up here. Um, I've got a great feel for the greens on how how you have to putt them, when to be aggressive with them, when to just realize that two putts probably going to be okay. And um, you know, I was playing really good coming in, and I took advantage of it. I drove it great today, which was a huge battle for me. I think I missed one one fairway all day, which around here is unbelievable for me. So um, nothing to complain about. Just a few missed putts over the last probably three days. Yesterday the starts really killed me. Three over after five holes here is unacceptable, and probably what cost me today. I think in your uh, prior life, maybe you were a Southern California surfer because you, you kinda got that attitude. I do have that attitude. I love being out here. The people have kind of adopted me as a California kid out here, so I love it. Um, you know, you gotta have that attitude when you're playing a golf course like this because it will just wear you down and beat you up and you can't look you can't look ahead. You really gotta focus on every shot like it's your last one and never get too up or down, which I did a great job today of doing that.
4: When I looked at the course setup today and we're looking at it on shot link, I'm yep. going, man, they've really set it up to go low today mm-hmm. and with the the low, You know, the low sky and everything and not a lot of wind. If you could just figure out how far the ball was going, you yeah. could really go low today, couldn't you, you? Yeah, you could.
7: You know, the course, the par fives on the back nine, especially being really gettable, everybody get there in two pretty much. Um, it was just, they had some tough pins. Greens got a little bumpy as they went on, which they always do here. Um, but you had some a, a lot of scoring opportunities out there, and get to be on, though. You couldn't, you know, you missed a fairway when, when the rough is really wet today and thick and hard to get it out of. So I um, just had to be really smart about when you were aggressive when you weren't.
4: All right, so that was Brant Snedeker, who finished at a tie for third and 12 under par, three shots behind Mark Leishman. The way the PGA Tours leaderboard finished then, Leishman atop it at 15 under par. John Rahm, but one shot behind. He put forth a really good effort for Eagle on the final hole to work his way into a playoff. Alas, it did not happen as he finished at 14 under par. One shot again behind Mark Leishman. Those at 12 under were the two you just heard from. Brant Snedeker and Rory McIlroy both finishing. In that tie for third. From there, 11 under par, Tom Hoagie alone, and then three at 10 under par, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, and Tony Finau, all at 10 under. The group at nine under par included Max Homa, Patrick Rogers, Bo Hosler, Charlie Hoffman, Harry Higgs, and one Tiger Woods, who you're going to be hearing from in just a little bit on the program. Other events around the world of golf on the European tour, the Omega Dubai Desert Classic. It took a playoff to settle it. Christian Buz- Buzadenhout was in the playoff against Herbert Lucas, and the Australian broke through winning that playoff on the second hole and finishing with a victory on the European tour. And the LPGA, another breakthrough. Sweden's Madeleine Sankström held on and held off a charging field of very prominent lpga players to finish on 17 under par for sagstrom obviously she was very happy with this victory the sound you're about to hear is courtesy of the lpga
6: i've never been in a situation like this before so obviously it was all new to me i didn't know how i was going to handle it or if it was going to go my way or not so um I just, my whole goal today was just to go out and stay patient and do what I'd done the other days. Um, Because I was, first of all, really proud. I I saw myself, I had already won in my head today. Not winning the tournament, but I had beaten my own demons and just doing my, making myself proud already. Shooting 62 and then following it up by around of 67 was just huge for me in general. And just being up the leaderboard and putting myself in that situation was just a huge win win for me. And then, I mean, this is just icing on the cake right here.
4: Congratulations to Madeline Sagstrom finishing on seven under seventeen under par. Second place alone, Hateoka, NASA Hateoka finished at sixteen under par, and she missed a putt at the end. It was longer than what people think. It looked to me like it was over five feet with the putt that she missed that she needed to make in order to force a playoff. Finishing alone in third at 15 under par was Daniel Kang. I want to go through some air times with you for golf that's coming up this week because we mentioned the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We heard from Earl and John, but first I want to remind everybody that FrenchLick.com is a website that you can log on to. We are actively putting together our listeners' trip. To the heartland right now. We have a lot of the details set. What we're going to do is we're going to have a track that's primarily for those of us that want to play golf a lot. And we're going to have a track that's primarily for those who may not play golf little or at all. So there's something there to do. The thing that strikes me as a French Lick Resort is that it is a place where you have expectations of what it is. And it meets those expectations, but the beauty of it is is that it exceeds those expectations in so many different ways. When you get there and you find out there's not one but two historic hotels, and they both stand out distinctively in their own right. When you find out that you have dining options that cover the full gamut, do you feel like a pizza night with the kids? Go down to their bowling alley. Not kidding. A bowling alley, and you can hang out there. Or maybe you feel like the finest steak dinner that you've ever had, maybe with a little red wine. We're talking about variety, and that variety is also felt in the golf as well. When you have a golf course that Pete Dye designed that is one of the most distinctive in the United States, and then you have a golf course that Donald Ross designed that, to me, is the best preservation of a Donald Ross golf course and how it plays in accordance with that legend's philosophies that I've seen anywhere. It is that special. Frenchlick.com for more information. As to the air times this week, Waste Management Phoenix Open. We have it for you on Golf Channel. starts at Thursday at 3. All these times are Eastern. Friday at 3. Saturday, it's split between us and CBS. Golf at 1, CBS at 3. Sunday, same schedule. Golf at 1, CBS at 3. All those times, again, are. Eastern time. The Waste Management Phoenix Open featured groups. This is PGA Tour Live. You can get it on NBC Sports Gold. It starts early Thursday and Friday at 9:15 a.m. Saturday and Sunday at 10:45 a.m. The Waste Management Phoenix Open featured holes, and and you know what that's going to be, Saturday and Sunday at 3 p.m. also through PGA Tour Live. The Saudi International on the European Tour this week comes on the air Thursday at 3 a.m. PGA Tour champions are in Morocco this week. They'll get underway Wednesday at 9.30 A.M. Lots of golf coming your way. When we come back, we're going to hear from the world of golf and how these players reacted to the tragic news of the helicopter crash that took the life of many, including Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after these words. It's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices. Paint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. FootJoy, the number one out-brand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French
7: Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone.
4: Your game deserves the best of technology. Your game deserves being custom fit for the clubs that you play. Your game deserves getting the best technology at the best value. Tour Edge has it all. They build the product in the United States. They back it by a lifetime warranty. Think about that for a second. TourEdge.com to check them out. Why do you think players at the PGA Tour Champions have checked them out of the likes of Scott McCarran and Tom Lehman? Because the technology works. Check out Tour Edge today. Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. Thank you to everyone that reached out through, during, post our coverage of the pga show both here on the fairways of life show and with the massive amount of time that we spent on the air on golf channel uh, very very kind of all of you to to reach out and especially those who took the time to say hello during the show and it was incredible i, I had a producer there and, and another person that the network assigned to us that basically uh, i bumped into bk bob brian katrick and i forget what he called them I think he called them my minders. I think it was something like that. Uh, they, they, thankfully and and appropriately, kept me on a very short leash because it's everywhere we went, we had an opportunity to meet delightful people, wonderful people. And it was an incredible experience. And I'm still buzzing from the whole thing and getting a chance to see all that product. And hopefully you guys got a real – I was going to say taste of it, but, Dom, I think it was more of a feast of it with all of the interviews that we did last week with all of the different – companies you know you know you know Dom. that might be something to think about especially because as as you guys know because i told the world about it already uh wednesday wednesday i've i've i'm undergoing another uh operation for skin cancer and i don't know you know how severe it'll be you never know until they get in there and open up the hood so i don't know how long i'll be down maybe there's some way we could feature those some of that stuff again i don't you know what i'm saying dom if 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 i can't do the show the rest of the week yeah, F we've got Wednesday. we've got
8: all kinds of things that we can do and put together. And, I, and obviously, the PGA Merchandise Show Week is always a fun week for us. And somehow, every single year, we've done, whatever, a decade of shows from the PGA Merchandise Show. They always feel just a little bit different, but somehow they always feel like they're getting a little bit better.
4: <laughs> uh, well, there's definitely more. This was the most intense we've ever done it. We've never done 25-something interviews in an effort to... You know, just make sure you guys get all the information you possibly can. Now, in terms of that theme, I'd mentioned it earlier when I was talking about stream song. If you go on to fairwaysoflife.com, that's kind of our portal where, where you can find everything that we're doing. Uh, I know a lot of you are, are downloading the apps. That's going crazy as well, the Fairways of Life app, and it's free, and it's good for any phone. It works all over the world. But on the Fairways of Life platforms, you're going to find these press conferences that we've been playing for you because of our agreements with the with all of the major tours we post full unedited press conferences so that if you guys are caught in traffic or wherever it is that you consume your your content that you can hear it when you want where you want how you want for free and you can hear from the players in their entirety and it's it's not chopped up and it's it it's got no commercial agenda to it it's just to provide you with the opportunity to hear from them sad news over the weekend in the world of golf particularly the world of golf in Ireland longtime general manager of the Waterville Links uh, passed away, Noel Cronin. He was the GM there for over 30 years, legendary status in the world of Irish golf, but his impact was well beyond just Ireland. It was more to the latter, or to the former, I should say, it was the world. Because Noel represented Waterville, yes, but he also represented golf in Ireland. Now, Waterville, as you guys probably already know, was the place that Payne Stewart, and he took all his friends there, uh, discovered he fell in love with the place. He used to used to, to sing and, and play music at the Fisherman's Pub at the Butler Arms in Waterville. And he brought Tiger Woods with him. He brought Mark o'meara with him. He brought all these major champions. Lee Jansen went with him. In fact, even yesterday on Morning Drive, I was talking to Stuart Appleby about it, and he was telling me stories about when he used to go over there with him as well and just how special a place it was, how perfect a place it was to get ready for the Open to get acclimated and to play Lynx Golf on one of the greatest Lynx Golf courses anywhere in the world. Well, Noel Cronin, who passed away this past weekend while attending the PGA Merchandise Show here in Orlando, was 75 years old. And his obit will note that he retired only a couple of weeks ago. But here he was at the PGA Merchandise Show, and you know what he was doing? He was doing what he always did. He His absolute passion for Waterville and for golf in Ireland, was reflected in what he was doing. He was there talking about golf at Waterville and in Ireland with anyone and everyone who would listen. And I can tell you there were throngs surrounding him. So we wish Noel's family the very best. Our thoughts and prayers are with them with the loss of this legendary man, a man who had an impact that reached so far, and I suspect much farther than most people even realize, because he was such a gentle spirit. When you would turn from the ninth hole to go and tee off in the tenth, oftentimes back in the day, there he would stand on the steps with a pipe in hand, and just his persona, even if he didn't say a word to you, just watching as you turn, because that ninth hole can beat you up very easily, it settled you down and it made you realize that. A round of golf is not a calling for frustration or anger, regardless of outcome. It's a celebration of life, and so we celebrate the life of Noel Cronin and wish his family and his friends the very, very best. The world of golf in Ireland lost a legend. Now, the world of sport lost a legend as well with the death of Kobe Bryant in the crash of that helicopter that took also the life of his 13-year-old daughter and others that went down. It was his private helicopter, from what we understand. So this is courtesy of Golf Channel. Tour players, including Tiger Woods and Tony Finau and Mark Leishman and Brant Snedeker, are amongst those reacting to the passing of Kobe Bryant. Also includes Bubba Watson. And again, this is courtesy of Golf Channel. Let's hear this wraparound from some players and their reaction to the news.
2: You know, he, he, he liked and enjoyed retired life, but uh, he, he missed being... Competitive, being on that court and doing what he did, but you know, it was, it was his time. Um, we we really connected on more of the the mental side of it, the prep, how much it takes to pre- be prepared. Um, you know, for me, I don't have to react like like he does um, in my sport. We can take our time, but uh, you still got to pay attention to the to the details, and that's what he did. I'm better the better than probably any other player in in the NBA history. He, he paid attention to the details and l- the little things and. Um The amount of hours that he spent in the gym in the off season and during the summers to work on shots and do all the different things, it looked like it came natural to him on the court and during game time, but uh, he spent more hours you know looking at film and, and trying to figure out what 's the best way to become better and that 's where he and I really connected because it 's very 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 similar. We both came in the league. Well, came in. He came in the league, and I, I turned pro. around at the same time, and we had our 20-year run together. And um, it's uh, shocking. Five, six years there in the mid, you know, mid 2000s. Uh, he was the best player in the NBA, and uh, his work ethic, I think, is something that'll be talked about. His that's what that's what his legacy is. I think uh, the Mamba mentality is is a book that I've read. Uh, I remember actually wearing his shoes out here in uh in 2016 you know just uh giving him props for you know for the mama mentality and kind of what he taught a lot of athletes and you know pursuing your dreams so I think his legacy for sure is is one of hard work and uh and commitment to your craft so that's uh that's Kobe Bryant and and again quite quite sad at the moment
5: it's you know horrible to see someone who's so successful and um you know die in a tragedy like that it's um yeah i just give my condolences to his family and um everyone who knew him and um it, you know it's a very sad day
7: you know as a, a father as a sports fan as somebody who Love watching him play basketball. I, I can't believe it's true. You know, I think as everybody, every American who's a sports fan is probably in, in mourning right now, in shock, and condolences go out to the, his family. Um, couldn't imagine what they're going through right now, and uh, I think uh, kind of puts everything in perspective on what's really important out here. And you, know, you hear something like that, and um, just wishing, you know, it's just an awful situation. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but knowing that, um, you know, it's just it's just a really hard thing to put into words. I mean, one of the greats of all time, um, passing away, also the other people, right, Um, you know, his daughter and all that, I mean, my heart goes out to that whole family, anybody that's been touched by him, anybody that's been touched by the other people there, um, it's just, um, it's an overwhelming feeling, especially watching uh, LeBron, you know, just just take him on the uh, scoring lead, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it's something that's unheard of, you know, especially he's too young. All those people were too young.
4: No doubt that he was too young. That was courtesy of Golf Channel. BenHoganGolf.com, when you get a chance to log on there, I've I've really enjoyed telling so many people that come up to me and say, where should I go to to check out new clubs? I would strongly recommend that you check out BenHoganGolf.com because whatever you're looking for, likely you're going to find it right there, but at least it's worth your time to see a place that is so special, You're going to say 40%, 50% retail markup because the the relationship, the connection is direct between you and them. BenHoganGolf.com for more information. So, Dom, uh, it was interesting to me because I remember, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, I remember you telling me about a documentary that Kobe Bryant did, where I think it was just him looking in and talking to a camera a few years ago. Was it HBO that that, that affected you so profoundly? Not, to, I'm not taking away from his career and the impact that had on you. I'm talking about him as a man and, and, and the candor.
8: Yeah, I, I don't think it was HBO. I think it was actually, it might have been on Netflix. I would have to look it up, but I believe it was like something, something called his, Muse I think it was on Showtime actually, but you're right. And it was definitely uh a very unique sports documentary, something like I'd never seen before where there wasn't really anyone asking questions, there wasn't really an agenda. It was almost like a master class where you just had Kobe looking at the camera and just telling you what he was thinking about everything imaginable. Uh it was it was unique. I mean, yeah, it's definitely as you know, and I think people who've listened to our show for a long time know, I like basketball a lot. Basketball has always been a huge part of my life. I still play, uh, you know, what you would call pick-up basketball all the time, even now at my age, even with young kids. Um, and it was very strange news. It was, it's, it was very surreal. I mean, the people that I heard from on my phone were only people that uh, I know kind of through basketball for the most part. Um, and it 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 still is not. I think for most of the people who were affected by it, it hasn't really settled yet. It doesn't it? Doesn't mesh. It doesn't make sense. It almost seems completely surreal. Um, but the most difficult part for me, as I as I found out it happened, and then trying to kind of you know cope with it all, is now that I'm a parent. I don't even think about the basketball aspect anymore, and I think about the the young kids that were on the helicopter, and then I think, obviously, about Kobe and his daughter, and you know the the wives and husbands and, and siblings left behind. It's just, there's nothing you can say other than it's just horribly tragic.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and as you were talking about it, I, I was trying to, I don't know, I, I wasn't going to, I'm trying not to use the word come to grips so much as just to sort, through, to, to to lose an athlete of that stature, uh, a human being, in fairness, of that stature at such a young age and relatively shortly after they were still playing and making an impact in, in their sport and in the world of sports at large, I'm trying to figure out if, if there's another comparison. Obviously, in the world of golf, people are going to point to Payne Stewart, who was actually still active. And had just come off the heels of a, of an incredible a leadership role in the Ryder Cup victory at Brookline that year that he died. But in, in at large, I can't think. Can you think of another example? Is is there something? Am I guilty of oversight here in terms of of another athlete that that passed away so close to their prime?
8: I'm sure there's been some, a few. I can't think of any offhand. But one of the things I mentioned to Matt yesterday. I can't remember if we were calling or if we talked or if we were texting, but it's it's definitely the first time I can remember that something of this magnitude with, like you said, a person of of really global prominence in sport passed away in this particular time where social media and the connectivity between people, between countries is so yeah, insane. It's really... It's so unique. It's such a weird time in history. Um, And for this to happen at this time and to see what's happening in that social sphere when this unfolded, I mean, if you think about it, Matt, 100 years ago, whatever, 50 years ago, I mean, how long would it take for anyone to even find out this happened? It would be days.
4: Right, but even ten years ago, there wasn't as as strong no, a network was, of social not. media and this communication and this kind of group catharsis. It's
8: so strange that and, and, you into know, it. Like we lost Mister Palmer, and like folks who are at the end of their lives, you feel like you've had um, some time to reflect on their life, and this was just out of the blue. So it's
4: and he was just starting a whole new stage of his life with everything he well, was he doing on won the an media Oscar. side. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. He had his the production, production company. That he, did, the, he had. He, I mean, animation. he
8: was just as insane about his business as he was his basketball. So, yeah, there is.
4: I saw a really really cool piece, a cute piece, where he said, you know, he had gotten away from basketball. He wasn't really watching it, wasn't really paying attention to it, my words. And when his daughter took up basketball and decided that she she wanted to play and she was in it, he said, now basketball's on all the time. It was just a cute story, and it was a story about a dad. And a daughter, and and I think there's another side to this as well, and that is that basketball, in particular the NBA, has become an absolute global product. It's huge even in, for example, China right now. So it is everywhere as we speak. So I think that had a lot to do with it as well in terms of the reaction on a global basis, and he's one of the reasons why basketball grew globally as much as it did. I know that uh, football, soccer, if you please, is is still the largest sport in terms of overall fan engagement around the world. But I have to assume, Dom, that basketball is is growing ever closer. And at least I can't think maybe Formula One, because uh, you're talking. I'm talking globally now. I would think that basketball's got to be right up there with with one of the, one of the few sports that I mean, we around could, the world has we a fan look
8: base. Look it up and confirm it. But I'm pretty confident that basketball is now number two globally because of. Its reach now, and yes, Kobe was part of that. But I mean, all of Asia now is basketball crazy. And just to wrap a bow, oh, it, it is—I was correct. It is called Kobe Bryant's Muse—is the name of that documentary. I would highly recommend checking it out. It was a Showtime production. It's available, obviously, on Showtime, but it's also available on Amazon Prime. If you have that, you can get it there. Uh, it's definitely worth watching for sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean,
4: all right. So we, we've been promising this to you throughout the course of the show, and that is uh, Tiger Woods' comments. Uh, he, he spoke with the, the interview that I liked the most just because of the – I know he spoke to Amanda Balionis afterwards on CBS, but he spoke to Henny Zuhl from Golf TV. As you guys know, Golf TV is powered by the PGA Tour. It's a streaming service for international golf fans. If you go to at Golf TV and social media, you can see a lot of content with Tiger, a lot of content with all of their PGA Tour uh, players that are engaged and otherwise. Uh, that's where I catch them. I catch them through Twitter, uh, obviously in terms of of the content. So Henny Zool had a long conversation with Tiger Woods, and out of respect for Kobe Bryant, uh, when this ends, we're going to end the show here today. Wishing you guys the best on this Monday. Yes, a a sobering time, no doubt, but also a time for us to remember to celebrate life as well because none of us are guaranteed a tomorrow. I certainly hope tomorrow we're able to spend it together right here at 8 a.m. Eastern Time Live on the Fairways of Life show, and you can pick us up on every audio platform around the world whenever you want, and of course... It's always free. Here's Henny Zuhl speaking with Tiger Woods on the loss of his friend.
3: It's been a tough day. Obviously, you've had some some difficult news. How are you feeling on that?
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy because um, I didn't know about it till probably what maybe ten minutes ago. Mm. Um, uh, I just didn't know what what was going on. Um, people yelling out, you know, "Do it for Mamba." Um, you know, people yell at them, yell things at I me mean, all the time, sure. and um, no one had told me, you know, what had, had transpired. And uh, Joey was telling me coming off 18 green what had what had happened, and you know when we we're in there signing our cards, it started hitting home. You know he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I just don't know how to describe it. Uh, shocking and um, one of the most historically tragic days um, that we've had in, in sports. And to after you know what happened with you know LeBron uh, passing him on the. All time you know, yeah. points list, and last then night. all of a sudden this happens, and he put out a tweet last night. You know, the continuation of you know everything moves forward, and then and then this happens. It's just unbelievable, sad.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people, fans of both him and yourself, mm-hmm. and the sporting legends, can't believe what's happened today. It's going to take a while for it them is. used to sink I th- in I think
2: it is, and the, you know the you know Kobe and I have talked about this many times, and we we came in. To league or turn pro, or about the same time. I think he came in '97. I came in '96, and mm. we've had a, basically a 20-year run together. And um, we've talked, you know, quite a bit over the years. And um, the things I've re- I really admired about him was just one his, his attention to detail, and the, you know, one of the things that we always talked about: you, know, the, you can have the desire, the ferocity, but you got, it's, the, it's, it's the details mm. and the amount of work he put in, in the summer, the amount of time he put into. The film work, the study, the little breakdowns of things that um that made him great. And you know, I was describing down there that uh, you know, he's one of the greatest offensive players that ever lived. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You know, people are like that. Um, but he'd lock you up on D and he'd he'd play shut down D on their best player. Mm. Um that that to me is is the ultimate, that he played both ends of the floor and he did it all the time. He did it for his entire career and um that's the ultimate competitor and the ultimate champion.
3: Absolutely, there's a lot of similarities with you and him, and your work ethic and your ability And
2: yeah, it's, it's a very, very sad moment. Um, as I said, it, it's just sinking in what what had what just had happened, what I've just been told, and um, uh, I, I just don't know what to say. It's just so shocking and so harsh and so you know sad and real right now.
3: Absolutely. Well, we'll let you go. You, you have a couple it. of weeks off, and we look forward yeah, to seeing you, you back in action at Real. You got it.
2: Thank you. Thank you.